everybody. It is Sophia Cottle here, and welcome to another episode of Sex in the Bull City. I am super happy to be here with you today, and I've got my good friend and also our functional nutritionist, Kim Shackelford. Kim, thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a lot of really interesting things today that we've never gotten into on this podcast. But here at Bull City, um, we have a philosophy that we want people to come into our practice for whatever reason that they're coming in for, but first we want people to feel better um, so that we can really get down and start doing the deeper work. Um, It just seems like that this works better for people, and we have lots of ways that people feel better. One of them might be some type of non-talk therapy that we can do quickly and early on. It might be EMDR, which is a trauma treatment, but we also have alternative therapies that are really not even in my realm. So we've got Kim here that's, again, our functional nutritionist. We also have Dr. Jang Wu, and she is a doctor of Chinese medicine. She does acupuncture and has Chinese herbs to offer clients. All of these things are ways that people feel better quickly so that we can, they can really feel better as we are doing the deeper work that can be, you know, painful and disturbing at times. So Kim is going to teach us so many cool things. We've done some really neat um, therapist workshops here at the practice with her, and therapists have really walked away just amazed at her knowledge and, and how functional nutrition can actually affect how people feel, which is, this is, again, totally not in my realm because we work from the brain and behavior and emotions and, and thoughts. And so Kim is coming from a perspective of the gut actually affects the mood. And so this is wildly interesting to me and all of my clients that I have referred to her um, have been helped and really have felt better and are eating what they should be eating and their whole, but their whole body is feeling better and their mood is improved. So this has just been a really interesting area for me to learn about and for our clients to benefit from. And I want everybody to who's interested, I want everybody who's interested to learn more about how nutrition can actually affect our mood. And um, so anyway, that's just sort of what I want to want to say as an intro to Kim. She's been doing this for, for many years. Um, she's extremely knowledgeable. She's also been a trainer. She works with elite athletes. Um, she really knows her stuff and um, and has a lot of very cool supplements that only she can get, we cannot buy, that are available only to her and physicians. Um, and we'll talk about some of that if we have time, but supplements that are specific to um, improving the mood. So, so Kim, I hope I didn't leave anything out, no. but I'm really excited that you're here joining me. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So, um, Kim, what can you tell us about like this whole thing that I was just saying? How do you help people feel better? How does the gut affect our mood? Well, um, it's like that we were talking earlier about functional nutrition. I think the difference, um, first of all, you know, people get information from the internet and they hear the big um, dogmatic things like keto and everybody should be a vegan. And I think that all of those things, while they have good aspects to each diet, is not necessarily... um, 
supportive to each person because we are all bio-individuals. So what I try to do is start with each person at a foundational level of, um, you know, a basic overall healthy, optimal health diet. And then as I get to know the, the client or the patient, we work um, a little deeper in finding out, you know, we, we don't target the symptoms of, of, you know, a lot of times people are looking for the quick fix and to get um, their symptoms masked. And I think that that's a, a, a really um, short-term way to, way to do something. So I try to look at the whole person, their diet, their nutrients, their imbalances, and it's kind of like detective work trying to figure out, you know, which pathways are broken. And then you can kind of support that pathway and, and the person feels better. Okay. So um, I'm interested in what you're saying because this is, this is different even than what, what we do as therapists. Um, and when we refer people to psychiatrists, for, in, for instance, for medication. So when you're saying that you don't target the symptom symptoms necessarily at the beginning, it, it sounds like that what you're really saying is you want to start with overall, what are people putting in their bodies? Right. What are like, how is that affecting what they're, what they're, what they're feeling and what their symptoms may be? So someone like I may refer someone to you who has sleep issues. Mm -hmm. um, you know that when you meet with them first, but you're not just going to give them the two or three supplements that you love for sleep, sleep. at the very beginning. Right. You're going to try to first see what's happening. Like, what are they putting in their body? Like, I think you have people do like a, um, a weekly food diary mm -hmm. to figure out what are, what, are they, what are their regular habits. And then how can you help them put more of what's helpful to them in their body and maybe less of some other toxins uh, yeah to okay toxins so you're just going to get right into yeah. it, call it what it is <laughs> yeah we're not even we're not even gonna pussyfoot around that we're gonna say it's just toxins mm -hmm. and and so when people are putting those toxins in their bodies um and we all probably do because we don't know we don't know better um then we're all busy and we're trying to make it all all work but when we put those toxins in our body then is is that what creates the different symptoms that we all might have? Well, I think there's layers. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, a toxin, it could be um, chemicals, it could be antibiotics, it could be, you know, all of the things, fluoride in your water, it could be um, just stress. All yeah. these things in layers are what's creating. So so there's three three kind of factors. There's a genetic predisposition for a chronic condition. There is um, leaky gut, mm -hmm. and then there are environmental triggers. So what I would call the things I just spoke about were mm -hmm. the triggers that people, you know, what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your skin. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when you start layering all those things, people start becoming symptomatic because they have a breakdown in their gut lining which starts letting you things go through that aren't supposed to go through to the bloodstream. Okay, so so you're you're looking at even more than what people are eating. You're looking at like their environmental factors. Right. What what are, what are they putting on their body? Um, you're looking at all kinds of possibilities that could 
that could react in their body as toxins. It's lifestyle okay. factors because okay. it, it could be your your body doesn't know the difference between you eating a cupcake mm-hmm. and you being stressed out with your relationship. Oh wow! Um, okay. So it all affects your blood sugar, and that's where a lot of people that do have sleep issues, it's a, a blood sugar dysregulation. Oh wow. Okay, this is this is like we're gonna have many um, podcasts, I think, with Kim because this gets very deep very quickly, and there there are a lot of layers here. There's a lot here, but I think for today, and and I'm writing all this down because these are gonna be great topics for other episodes. But for today, let's just talk a little bit more about some of the basics. And so, um, being that you look at what we put in our body and what's on our bodies, and also I guess what we're breathing, that kind of thing. Um, how do you how do you determine um, how the gut is affecting the brain, like with mood? Um, well, it's it's a very very you know at first you'll just especially with somebody new you're going to kind of start at the basics you know look at their the nutrients they're intaking make changes there it could be. You know, if they have an autoimmune, you put them on a, a, a simplified autoimmune diet. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, depending on what the what the symptom is and what the condition is, and um, we'll try to make modifications to the, the basic diet that I start with along the way so that we know what's working, be able mm-hmm. to track it. Um, supplementation-wise, what's being supportive, what's not being supportive. And you just have to kind of get to know the person because you can't, you know, there's a lot of gray area because, you know, I can say for one person, spinach is super healthy. Mm -hmm. And for the next person, it could be kryptonite because they could have a sensitivity or they might not be able to break down salicylates or something like that. So you can't... A food is not good or bad. Mm-hmm. It just really depends on the person. And that's that's where people kind of get lost. I think they just start certain diets and it may, right. may work and it may not work. Right. And then they don't know why. Right. Because there might be something that their body is is dealing with that's different than the masses right. of like what they read yeah. about, like with keto or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, okay. So how do you figure out like what someone's got that's going on do you do testing what do you what do you do how do you know these things um I think with most people based on their condition or their symptoms you 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 can do testing and certainly verify Mm -hmm. and do you can do as much testing as you want and I think that's super helpful but I don't think it's necessary up front Mm -hmm. for anyone because I I think that like the three factors I just talked Mm -hmm. about with the leaky gut I think that that's pretty common especially in this country and I think um you know there's many many things that that get you to that place but it's it's not something that I I I would say if you have a chronic condition you have leaky gut okay um so I would just start healing and repairing the gut and you can use you know supplementation there's great protocols out there for that as well as removing the triggers the food triggers Okay, and so you're not necessarily going to, someone comes and sees you the first time, you're not going to throw three or four tests at them necessarily so that they're going to be spending noodles of money. No, I wouldn't even recommend that. Because I I think until people really get the the diet part of it, Mm -hmm. the foundational part down, Mm -hmm. and you could, you know, you may be a person that it takes a little longer Mm -hmm. to get get it to that point, but if you just do a little bit at a time, um, you'll be successful. And you're not, when you say diet, you're not talking about 
oh, let's lose weight. No. You're talking about like what? And and people do come to me to lose yeah. weight, but I um, I think you know you're very familiar with me, so yeah. you know that I do not look at weight loss. I look at weight loss as a side effect of your body working to its highest potential. Yeah. And when you get to that point, you're going to lose weight just because you're doing the right things yeah. and your body's working in a, in a more efficiently. Yeah. This is such a this is such a holistic, different perspective. I mean, it's what I'm hearing from you, and this is what I know about you anyway, but. You're looking at the entire person, not just, oh, you're coming in to sleep better? Okay. Or, oh, you're coming in Here's to lose a... 15 pounds? Okay. Because yeah. I can give supplements for, yeah. to target those things, but to me, that's just the same thing as you're getting at a medical facility. You're getting a, a something to mask a symptom. Yeah. And then you're never going to find out what the root cause of, of the issue is. And that's just going to manifest itself in some other way. But you are happy, like if someone is coming in for anxiety or sleep and, and it is, it's severe, you are happy to give them supplements. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. make them like wait six months until we get everything like but where it's it a, needs to be. But it is yeah. a, a synergistic um protocol because you know there's other things besides something that specifically targets anxiety because if you don't know the pathway mm -hmm. and you just throw out some GABA to somebody or some uh, L-theanine or something like that that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for them and right. you can trial and error yeah um, but you know there's there's things that are proven yeah. to help you know methylated Specific. B vitamins uh -huh. um, those things first I think you know really high quality mm -hmm. fish oil um, and, and there's so much research on that stuff saying, and the, and these are also things that are good for optimal health. Yeah. Right. So right. So yeah. you're really, you're really helping with, with some basic supplements. You're helping people with not only the symptoms they're coming in for, but, but everything else that's going on in their body. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, okay. And then one last question about supplements before we move on. So I've been to a few nutritionists before. Um, I started working with you, and let me tell you, I was spending a ton of money, and, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I think you saw the yeah, supplements I was, I was taking. A little shocked. It was crazy, and I didn't know even what they were for. And um, so, how, like, where are you on on that 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 spectrum of how are you with supplements? I mean, are you going to have someone, you know, have to buy three or four hundred dollars of supplements the very first time they see you or like how do you, you know, what's what's your philosophy on that? Um, well, again, it's kind of bio-individual. So it depends on it really depends on where the person is when they come to me. What what are they doing at that point? If if I'm giving them a completely whole new diet, I'm not going to throw five supplements at them, too, because they're going to be so overwhelmed <clears throat> that that it'll just they'll do you know five percent of the the entire yeah. protocol because they've got it's too much to think about. So um, if if you came to me now, you've been doing this for so long, then yes, I would change your supplementation. Okay. But if if somebody new came to me and they yeah. were just trying to switch their diet, that's eighty percent of health. Okay. So I would switch that first, and and that would have to be modified along the way too, based yeah. on other you know, just what we find out along the way. But, but up front, it also depends on somebody's budget because yeah. I think it's important. I don't want to add another stressor. Right, right. And that can just become another stressor. That's really smart. I mean, as a, as a therapist, to hear you say that um, really, really demonstrates to me that you're understanding 
that anything we do differently, even if it ends up being a good thing, is still a stress. Yes. And so you're trying to, and obviously you're trying to reduce people's stress. And so um, that's just lovely that you are, you're really like a, a take it slow kind of person. And I, I like, kind of like what I'm hearing in that you're going to see what the, what the overall nutrition and those changes, how, how that can affect change in the body, in the gut and in the brain for mood or whatever else they're coming in for before you really get into a lot of supplements because some of the changes may fix what they're coming in for and there there will be probably less supplements like at at the end of that process just to begin with eventually you should get to the point where there are some supplements that you that everybody needs but the goal is to get to the point where you are able to understand your body and I want to empower people and educate people Um, and I know some people come to you and and they kind of just want you to tell them what to do and I understand that but I I think along the way you have to start being self-aware and understanding your body and the changes and and be able to communicate that to me so that I can help you. Yeah. So, um, and we are going to move away from nutrition for a second. I mean, I I promise, but I keep coming up with more questions. And so, um, what do you do with someone like me who, who does cheat on, on their diet? So occasionally I am going to, you know, maybe eat the thing that I know is going to cause me some inflammation down the road, potentially. I mean, what do you, I mean, how do you... Well, I, think, I know how you work with me, but right. we know each yeah. other. So I, I know how that, but how do you work with the average person? Well, I think I, I think I, anybody that's worked with me knows that I this is the first thing that I'll say. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. I do as much as anybody I know does, but I'm not perfect. I yeah. may I eat things at times that I shouldn't be eating. Um, but that's okay because it's really about consistency. And it's not a, it's not ever a quick fix. You're going to do these things over time. You know, you, it took you 25, 30 years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And it may take you a year to, to fully get to the point where you're not having, you know, and and as you go like three, six months, you, you may not have sugar cravings anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the, the more consistent your blood sugar, the, the more balanced your hormones are, the less cravings you're going to have. Um, the more you try to increase your good bacteria in your gut, you're, you're not going to be the same person you were when you started. And mm-hmm. I don't think you'll have as many of those, um, setbacks. Okay. All right. So you're not, you're not going to, um, bite anybody's head off or no. anything. You're going to no. work with them. Okay. No, good. I yeah. really am here to partner with people. Yeah. I'm not here. I'm not a judge. Yeah. You're not a judge and you're not a dietitian <laughs> either. Like no. telling people you I'm must I'm not eat calorie the, counting. Yeah. You're not calorie counting. Good. I, that's, that's so different because I don't think I knew that before. Like what's the difference between yeah. a nutritionist and a dietitian? I think yeah. a nutritionist is, looks at the whole body. Yeah. And, um, you know, with my experience, I am not an RD. I have full respect for, yeah, for that that absolutely. industry. However, yeah. it is definitely not the same, and it's just it, different. Calories yeah. are not an accurate way to pursue health okay. or to pursue uh, healthy weight loss. Okay, all right, cool. Um, okay, so we might have touched on this at the beginning, but I know this was all new for me. And can you tell us a little bit of, about how the gut affects the brain? Yes. Um, okay, so we are actually 10 times the amount of bacteria as our own human genes. 
we are trillions of bacteria on us and in us, and they have their own genes. So the research has shown now that you are actually controlled. Every organ system in your body is controlled by your gut bacteria. And unfortunately, um, we have gotten so far removed from... Um, you know, just with, with the, the chemicals and the, the processed food and things, you know, like, for example, when I was born, I wasn't breastfed, you know, you, and all these C-section babies now, all these things, you're not inoculated with good bacteria. So, and then the antibiotics and the, the chemicals in our water and, and now glyphosate is a huge issue. Um, and, and these things kill off your good bacteria. So as you, um, you know, when you're being controlled by your, your bacteria and you have more bad bacteria than, than beneficial bacteria, then that is what's controlling your systems. And there is a direct link between gut-brain through the vagus nerve. Um, when you, in fetal development, I just got to say this because this yeah, is yeah. really kind of wowing yeah. if you think about this. Um, in fetal development, your, your gut and your brain are the, from the same starting point, and it's the same tissue. So one stems up mm -hmm. and one goes down. And um, so, you know, you hear people say, I had a gut feeling or mm -hmm. I got, when I, I was really nervous, so I was sick on my stomach mm -hmm. or any of those things. That is because there is such a direct link to the, the, the you have more neurons in your gut than you do um, in your brain. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's, um, that's kind of the gist. I didn't mean to like overwhelm anybody with, no, that, with that. I could talk about that forever, but, um, it's just, new I think it's, for, for it, us. it's good yeah. to understand those things because I think people, you know, that's what, getting back to the point with SSRIs. I'm all for somebody being functional mm -hmm. and needing medication mm -hmm. for short periods of mm -hmm. time, but long-term it's, better to heal your gut and start allowing your gut to make those neurotransmitters that you're needing because 95% of the neurotransmitters are actually made in your gut. Wow. So everything you're saying really makes, I mean, everything makes a big difference for um, how we feel. I mean, it's, it's, this is so new for a lot of us to think about what, what's in our gut is going to affect our mood. I think so many of us and we and um, we did an episode a while ago about codependency, and so many of us, our mood is determined by everything that's outside of us, like other people and what people think of us, and if people like us, and that kind of thing. And and really, what you're saying is our mood is is very much internally uh, determined in our gut, like yes. a, is where a lot of that is is originating. And I, and I do think if people start healing their, their bodies and their systems and their brain, because really depression, anxiety, all those things, it is inflammation in the brain. So when you are able to put that fire out, then you will have a much deeper, um, I guess, your, your, your talk therapy, your counseling mm -hmm. will be able to go to a much deeper level. Well, and that's what we've found here is that, um, again, working with you is part of people feeling better as quickly as they can so that they're having some relief because when people come into therapy, um, they're either in crisis feeling horrible or, or, or been feeling horrible for a long time. And, um, and it's just something that they've just sort of been doing. But 
but working with the brain and the body and nutrition and the gut, um, all of that helps people feel better quickly. So yeah, I mean, not only are people more motivated to come into therapy, but they can feel the benefit that the actual therapy is providing them also right. because their brain might be less inflamed. Yeah. And so the anxiety has already come down mm-hmm. and now they're like, Oh wow. When I do this particular therapy with Dr. Caudle, um, I'm, wow, this is really working. I can feel this now. Yeah. Um, so it, it just feels more effective. Okay. Did we, and, and I know we, did we talk enough about how the gut and the brain communicate? Do you think that we covered that well? Well, there's, I mean, it's probably more than anyone wants to hear on this particular podcast, but um, we can have a whole podcast about that. But the the short version is that, you know, again, the, the, the gut is what's creating is producing if it's healthy and mm-hmm. if you have enough of that beneficial bacteria mm-hmm. that is responsible for creating b vitamins it's responsible for creating short chain fatty acids it's okay. and, and your neurotransmitters so when that is not working properly mm-hmm. um you know and if your gut isn't working properly even if you are ingesting the right foods and your digestion isn't working properly then you're not actually able to assimilate absorb those nutrients and therefore you're not able to utilize all the organic food you're mm, eating yeah you yeah know? so it, it's kind of you just have to especially if people have outright obvious digestive issues reflux you know GERD um, colitis um, diverticulitis anything like that inflammation of the gut um, is you know that, uh-huh. that that's something that has to be addressed or you're not even getting the the proteins broken down or or the the fatty acids broken down properly so that you can even make neurotransmitters okay and that does sound like we're gonna we'll have that be another episode so there's a lot there that I was like uh, okay um, sorry I'll geek out. I'll geek so out. we'll definitely talk more about that um, but I just want to touch on two more two more concepts and that we also will talk more about in other episodes but when you talk about inflammation I know I mentioned it once but like I didn't really know what you were talking about when I first started working with you what do you mean like what does one mean when they say inflammation in your world like what does that mean to the rest of us well inflammation is the actual driver to anything from Alzheimer's to depression to autoimmune um, inflammation is created by the things you're ingesting and it, it unravels from there, uh-huh. um, based on your, probably your genetics. And so that's where the, the genetic, uh, predisposition comes in mm-hmm. because you can have, um, when inf- inflammation is present, you are going to express that gene. If it is not present, you are not going to express that gene. You're going to neutralize it. Therefore, people that come to me and say, well, this runs in my family. Yeah. Every single person in my family has this. Yeah. That in no way means you're going to have it. It yeah. means that you're going to either be expressing that gene by what you're eating or you're not. That's incredibly powerful. Like to think that we have that much power by, just by what we're ingesting and putting in our mouths, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, that's That's pretty darn huge. And so... Inflammation is is the originating factor behind, you know, why people come in here a lot, which is anxiety, depression, I can't sleep, um, you know, just, you know, irritability or things like that. Bipolar. Yeah. 
So, okay, that's really interesting. And we'll definitely talk more about that. So, um, and we, and we figure out how our inflammation is caused by what we're eating. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like you have to work backwards and you figure all that out with people. Um, and then you've mentioned this a couple of times. Um, and I have no idea what this is. What is leaky gut? Leaky gut is, uh, well, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but okay, let's say that you're, you ingest, let's use gluten just because it's an adulterated food. So you're, so it, it goes in, it starts in your stomach. Let's say that you don't make enough hydrochloric acid to break down that food. Therefore, it goes through into larger particles or you know, there's tight junctions that are supposed to either, you have, you have one cell lining in, in your gut, and that is so that you can absorb nutrients and it goes through, but what it's also supposed to be a barrier to things that are not supposed to go through, like we talked about earlier, the toxins going through, parasites, bacteria, food that is not broken down properly up north, and so as it goes through, your body doesn't see it as a food. It attacks it and it builds an antibody. Mm. When it builds an antibody, it's going to constantly, every time you eat that food, this is just one example, yeah. um, it's going to um, create more and more inflammation. Um, and so, you know, you have that layer, you have the layer of, again, drinking uh, water that's not not um, filtered and it has you know glyphosate in it and fluoride and and then the layer of you know maybe you ha were a child which a lot of my patients clients are um, they have had a lot of antibiotic use over the years um, and it just after a while if you're in chronic stress um, all of those things and especially if they're and and you're also not eating properly. Um, all those triggers are going to kind of weaken your gut lining. And as your gut lining is weakened, it's kind of a double-edged sword because then things are going through, which is, and you're building, um, you're, you're, you're creating all that inflammation, which further weakens mm -hmm. the gut lining. So, um, and then you have that direct uh, trigger going straight into your bloodstream. So it becomes systemic, which is also mm. gut-brain. Oh, that sounds really serious. And then can that be reversed? Can people rebuild yes. their lining to be healthier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's, Absolutely. I'm guessing that's through eating the right foods. Right. Well, <laughs> okay. you're going to remove the triggers. Okay. So you figure out what you're eating that is a complete trigger. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot for different people, but the main ones you see are going to be gluten, dairy, um, and I can get into another time why the, why that is. Mm -hmm. um, some people even eggs. It can mm -hmm. be nuts. It just depends. And, and, and some of those foods are extremely healthy foods yeah. um, when they are quality. Okay. But um, it's also the quality of, of the, the meat or the, the eggs. But, it's, but then there are some people, when you have leaky gut, that just can't tolerate some of those things. And they're eating them every day thinking they're healthy. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have to talk more about that. So, um, well, I think we're going we're gonna to stop for today, and we have many things written down that we're going to bring Kim in and talk about again. And, and I, just, I just wanted to kind of circle back. So our, um, our podcast is called Sex and the, Big, and the Bull City. And um, so we have been 
in the past talking a lot about relationships and, and, and different sexual issues, this, that, and the other. And so one of the main reasons why we have Kim here is that, of course, everything that we've been talking about today, of course, everything that's whole person-centered and functional nutrition can do is going to affect how people feel sexually. It's going to affect how people relate to each other or even how if people are even interested in having sex at all. All of those things about intimacy um, are going to be affected when we have better nutrition, when we're giving our body what it needs and we're not creating inflammation like we've been talking about today, then we're going to feel better. So it only makes sense that our relationships are going to improve um, when we're feeling better around our partner um, and our partner's feeling better. Well, then we're going to we're going to connect more easily. It's going to be easier to be consciously present with each other when we're feeling bad or like, for instance, when I have a migraine, the last thing I'm thinking about doing is connecting with my partner. Um, so so having Kim here and talking about functional nutrition absolutely relates to sex and relationships of all kind. Yeah. I want to just say one more thing about yeah. that. So so I wanted you were talking about sex. So sex and sex hormones um, are mm -hmm. one of the many hormones that are built by healthy fats. So fats are your long burning energy. They're your building blocks of hormones, every hormone from insulin to sex hormones. So mm -hmm. a lot, you know, all these years, the last 30 years that everybody was screaming, be fat free yeah. and low fat yeah. um, has really put people in a, in a terrible position with sex hormones and, and fertility, how yeah. many fertility right. problems there are now. Um, because of that. so Oh, that's huge. That'll be a really interesting episode. Yeah. So I want to thank Kim for being here with us. This has been really helpful. I've learned a lot of great things. Every time I talk with Kim, and I mean this seriously, I learn, I learn about 10 new things, and I've had these conversations with her for a few years now. Um, so I want to say thanks to Kim. Kim, thanks thank for being for here. You're welcome. It was great having you here. And I want to also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that my good buddy Matt is not here on this episode. Um, he has moved on to his own practice in the town where he lives with his lovely and wonderful family. And I wish him so well. We love him so much and we're going to miss him. And hopefully I'll be able to bring him back on as a guest soon because he'll be able to tell us about some of the cool things he's doing at his own little practice in his town. So anyway, I just wanted everybody to know where he was and we wish him well. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And please feel free to email me at Sophia at Bull City Psychotherapy. Email me anytime if you have a request for any episodes on our podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Sex and the Bull City. Take care. Bye-bye.